Hello and welcome to the KT Music Podcast. My name is Caden. My name is Tommy. And this is episode 14 right. with Serge, right? Hi. Hello. All right. Welcome. It's nice to have so, you on today. I was actually just listening to your... It's this radio mix. It's this on, on SoundCloud. Pro- it's... You probably mean it's the back-to-back where... with Custom Flume for oh, the uh, for the um, movement radio in Athens. It yeah that that's yes, it's a good Cause, one because it's got it starts off with you know back to back all of your music, and then it dives into other artists like ah no this one you mean Jared, no I think this one you mean you know, the right... interview for Base Agenda which came out recently on. Uh... Oh yeah, yes yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yes, That's it a good is. One. So, I mean, your music is very. I, I I guess first of all, what would you say that some of your biggest inspirations, inspirations are for your music? or influences? Hard to hard to name it uh, yeah. the right word. I would say, uh, in general, the uh, the music that inspired me is as well as uh, what was mentioned in the other interview that you just mentioned it is not necessarily electronic music so in the realm of in general i would say it's mostly radiohead and uh, keith jared brad melda of course in the genre of electro many artists uh, such as electrolab such as Carsten flume with whom we're working together such as uh, umwelt um, inspired me in a way of uh, music production however not in the sense of uh trying to to make uh similar music to them or not not right no, no, imitate no. them yeah okay so is karsten uh, over uh, in your area graphically yeah yeah we live not so far away from each other yeah. like uh let's say uh, half an hour 35 nice. minutes walk yeah, we meet up pretty so often. Do you guys to meet up? On music or just hang out. A good friend. Right. How did you get to know him it's then? It all started uh, back in 2008 in the MySpace era. Yeah, man. Oh. Tom, Tom from MySpace. Oh. You do you remember or you didn't get. Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> I actually, I don't, I did not grow up in the MySpace era. Uh, I was, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yes, so I it's, uh, it was, yeah, around 2007, 2008, where my romance with Berlin uh, town started parallel to this. And uh, I was uh, discovering, I got to know these Danish electronic artists like Flume, like Sophus Forsberg, Bjorn Sven. Uh, through MySpace, and then there was another Berlin label, Mindwaves Music, uh, whom uh, we co- I contacted, and then we became friends. And so I started to come to Berlin here and there to play. Um, my be- so, so I how was far are you from Berlin? Now I'm living in Berlin since seven oh, nice. years, but uh, back then I was living in Jerusalem um city Very... what was the yeah, music to say, scene not much like uh, i would say uh, very basic uh, of course you had some other underground i mean in the sense of yeah. jazz 
for example, what I was studying. And uh, when I moved to Jerusalem, I was uh, I moved because of my studies in the university, in the Academy of Music there. And back then you had really yeah. um, so many jazz musicians. In general, Israel is a very small country, but uh, in the sense of um, music culture, of um, not music culture, but I would say like uh, contribution to the world of jazz in particular, it's like an, an, a jazz empire because they're really, they're really great jazz musicians, like high, high end, really high really? level. Most of them are New York. Hmm. Why? I have no idea. Why is that? I have... Do you, you have no idea, but, <laughs> but they've, they seem to have, con- Absolutely. they seem to they congregate re- there. Really, in Israel, the level of jazz musicians are, is really, really high. Like it's uh, really strange because it's really small. Country. That's cool. Was it be? No, was, not is it the school? Just, uh, is it most of them are not uh, academic academic uh, graduates or something? Like this. Yeah, that must have driven you to be a better yeah. jazz musician then. To Absolutely, be to be having an opportunity of... to hear musicians like Avishai Cohen, the bass player Omer Avital, Omer Imor, uh, many some also musicians from New York came here and there to to with concerts so they also were playing in small bars or small uh, places in Jerusalem for free you just go in and, right. uh, like uh, it's not not initially jazz clubs but uh, there there are not really jazz clubs in Jerusalem so what how did you go from jazz to techno no not at all you always I discovered electronic, electronic music at the age of 2021 I would say something like that, and it started all with oh. this uh, with IDM actually with FX Twin, Square Pusher. These were my first oh, yeah. discoveries in this um, in this uh, scene in this in this music, and then I realized that there is a whole world totally unknown to me and very fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> So how did how did you find? Uh, I think it's a good question. Uh, in in this case, I think we had like uh, we were living in a shared apartment um, somewhere right. near Jerusalem. I mean, my friends were living there after they won they won in the uh, like lottery. <laughs> my my roommates, like, <laughs> uh, not lottery, but when you bet on on soccer on football. So they they rented. Oh, okay. Their, oh, nice. yeah, they, yeah, they, were, they were betting, and I was also doing this, but not no. Like one day, I didn't participate, and they won quite a lot of money. So they moved. Uh, they moved <laughs> outskirts. Uh, oh man! Went, uh, further out of town in some little uh, uh, um, settlement, uh, and uh, there was one neighbor right. that I remember. He there was a CDs era, of course, and he burned uh, us a couple of CDs with. Uh, a lot of IDM music, like warp, warp and reflex. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, listen to that, man. It's like super cool stuff. And uh, then I. <laughs> how, how much would you say that that moment changed yes, your yeah, musical absolutely. absolutely. journey? Absolutely, not 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 instant, like not immediately. Yeah. Not immediately though, but I was yeah. still playing jazz. I was, but then there was like this couple of tracks that absolutely changed my. Um, vision and i was fascinated by the idea that it was done by one person or two people 
And because in jazz, it's always a lot of vibes between people. It's, it's music. It is live music. Yeah. So it's music yeah. that is being created in time um, with a lot of, uh, it's very intense. Would you happen to remember what tracks they were? Absolutely. We're both so big square pusher say, and fixed in um, I never remember the it's long name of this uh, of this track. With the names really can strange be F, it's, a, it's only track of <laughs> FX Twin and Square Pusher together. I'll tell you in a second uh, how is it called. Uh, but oh, we, I think I might know the one. Something. Freeman, Hardy, and Willis Acid. That's uh, track number Oh, that's one. a good track. <laughs> totally switched my uh, perce music perception. Yeah. And um, then came Boards of Canada, Square Pusher with Go Plastic album. I think it's the first album that I discovered. Uh -huh. um, then, uh, of course, the others came. But parallel to this, I was also listening a lot to Radiohead, which is uh, accompanying me through my whole uh, grown-up life. So this yeah. might, be, might be the biggest influence Great band. on my... Uh, the biggest... I don't... Hey, sorry. Uh, I, I, Little disappearance uh, due to go. lack of my battery. Just a second. I, I must connect. Uh, just a... Oh, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Go Plastic. Go Plastic was the uh, Square Pusher album and Boards of Canada, of course. I was never uh, a Taker fan, though, much. I really appreciate their stuff, but it yeah. never conquered my... Uh, my more whatever emotions or taste is not uh, yeah it makes sense it's just it can be hard uh, to to. yeah it's um, a question of taste probably sorry oh yeah be a bit tricky now i'm trying to oh because yeah, you've got the uh, cord on it now right let's see oh that's hard so what got you what got you into jazz? Was that something was your family musical or had you been no, in fact, to it I was in a, early age? My education was a classical piano uh, from the age of seven. And then I was uh, studying in high school, which were music oriented. And uh, there was also a uh, but uh, hard to say there was also a. Uh, one subject that was like the history of jazz and the introduction to jazz. However, I would not say this one brought okay. me in to jazz. Might be, but as I, uh, I think mostly it happened because of uh, Keith Jarrett. I hear, heard Keith Jarrett for the first time. And yeah, okay. His his playing is so melodic. I I think it's he's very unique Absolutely. in the jazz. He's, uh, for me, he's the, the jazz world um, most uh, my favorite pianist. Uh, absolutely. Uh, next to, of course, uh, there are mm -hmm. some others that I really appreciate. I appreciate a lot of them, but my favorites in sense of uh, yeah, as many aspects of his um, musical um, approach are f fascinating and uh, fascinating and uh, unique in a way. 
So as, as far as music approach goes, what is your process for a making track a track or an album? album? Okay, so I must say, uh, like making an album, it was never a purpose uh, in the sense of I'm just constantly working on music and then it is being released. I'm making yeah. music uh, mostly uh, for myself in sense of... Uh, so the reason, right. one of the main reasons I'm actually doing music is just because... I want to make music, I want to hear myself. So mm. uh, it is that's a good way to do it. That's that's yeah, that's, uh, I think that's uh, it works uh, it works because it's not artificial. It's uh, I'm not planning on anything like this right. track I will make now for whatever release or album. No, no, absolutely not. I'm constantly in the working process. Uh um not um forcing myself though. But um yeah right let's say i'm working aside just normal job of course uh, not i'm like uh, it's difficult to make a whole living from music at the moment uh oh, so yeah before, oh, work, yes. I'm, uh, before i go to my normal yes, job is. i'm working on music and when i come back i'm working on music in fact we we you catch me while working on on some work that's why why was yeah. i was a bit <laughs> A bit late to that's okay to meet you guys uh, so what's what's your studio like my tools of what choice. are your tools of my choice? tools of choice are minimalistic they say this is a secret uh which is no secret i mean i am very limited gear wise <laughs> um in fact um i have only one analog synthesizer like Korg Minilog, and uh, mm -hmm. I don't use much VSTs besides, uh, there's an interesting story with the VSTs, but uh, basically I'm using this uh, Korg Minilog for certain sounds. I use uh, one VST uh, of um, ABL, which imitates this emulator of uh, 303 for certain uh, tracks. Oh, nice. Uh, and all the rest is uh, a lot of audio sources which I sample from modern classical music like Senakis, Stockhausen, so, like really tiny bit. It's mostly so beats oh. uh, from certain beat libraries, like uh, sound libraries, but all my uh, work is basically work with audio, little chopping, little pieces of audio arranging. So every sound that you have in a particular yeah. track it is intended like there is no jamming no random uh, no random it's right. intentional exactly it's intentional I mean. in fact is yes uh, so ahead. is no no so well, sorry go ahead <laughs> you so the name surge is that your uh, my name like, is Sergei. your real name the... okay see so actually I, when i was talking to him before we met I I asked him how it was pronounced. I said, "Is it pronounced Sergey?" Yeah, so Serge is, is uh, Serge has, beca has become so, uh, throughout the years, not uh, again unintentionally, um, through friends that were just started to call me Serge instead of Sergey, like uh, as a, as, and then at some point <laughs> really? everybody calls me Serge, and I said, "Okay, so Serge is also neutral, so it's unclear what origin I am because I'm obviously not French." So I like to keep it incognito, a bit uh, <laughs> undercover. So, so I, 
Stick with, thank you, man. So I stick it's with nice sales name. for now. Because uh, I was, I was curious if it had anything to do with the uh, synthesizers. Ah, uh, so yes, I'm very sorry. Modular, miles away from that. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not a gear geek. Right. I'm not a gear <laughs> person that is um, like it's nice to have uh, synthesizers or drum machines or whatever, but for me it is secondary for in the music process. Thinking for me the very important aspect is uh, so you asked me pro uh, some minutes ago uh, what's the procedure the process of making a track or so for me yeah very uh, important or like one it's having a vision might be very abstract uh, mm -hmm. vision but uh, i don't start track without having a vision a pretty abstract vision of sound wise what, what kind of uh, idea i have um, so i'm not yeah. experimenting much in sense of uh, trying right. let's try this so are these are these ideas are these like uh, concepts or do you hear do you hear something no, in your no, head just or just a visual? basic uh, pretty abstract uh, a pretty abstract idea of sound aesthetic of the track let's yeah. say put it like uh, yeah Almost like a feeling the, I want to say like it's a kind of rather sound aesthetic related I'm not sure it's good like the soundscape um, like the sound not, design not if, yeah but i'm not uh, doing this but let's say if you heard my music this it varies it moved so there is like three projects of mine that you probably know one is just my functional music i call it between electro and breaks electro mm, right. breaky stuff kind of the other one is the idm uh, music more mm. listening electronica and another one is the project with castle mm -hmm. flume so when uh, okay. now basically I'm talking about the functional music between electro and uh, electro and breaks. Let's put it. It's hard, hard to define uh, your own music. Yeah. Usually, but um, yeah. So in <laughs> yeah. this sense, I usually have kind of vague, abstract idea of how I want it to sound. In sense of maybe it would have like acid line, or I have something in mind, or. I think it's important to have a vision and not to lose it because I know many people that don't finish tracks because it's it's constant it is constant uh, um, um, trial and error. To to like. Yeah, it's it's important to see uh, things. Absolutely, through. I find it's very important to finish tracks. For, so, otherwise, in my opinion, the yeah, you, yeah, you, you might it might yeah. must start and finish. It's art. Uh, music is art and time. It should move with time, and should and it should start and should finish. Otherwise, it doesn't exist, in my opinion. So there's, yeah, um, it doesn't. It's not legitimated. Legitimate, how do you call it? Uh, by time frame, yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Beginning you're good. and the end, you legitimate <laughs> the the creation, the music piece. Otherwise, it's just uh, it's just a loop or it's just a an experiment. Uh, which is which is absolutely cool if you like yeah. want to make experiments <laughs> right it's it's all play until you say until until you say it's done and then you give it absolutely at, the, it end, at the, the end is the, the goal you know to, to let to share the music you no know? like well, i'm enjoying to make it maybe it's done I pre yeah. uh, pr so like initially for myself 
but the end end result i would i would like to share of course i'm happy to share with people to release it right that's, so you you definitely have a very strong uh ethic behind your music um thank you which is awesome. And that's powerful. What would you say, you know, some other musicians that have influenced you as far as in the that sense of, goes? Uh, um, in sense of musical ethic of creation, but what do you mean by ethic of creation? Yeah. The, the way that you feel about, you know, must have a start and it's, you sound like it, you're very deliberate with everything has, it's here for a reason. It's not, Improvise. Well, that it's sounds very it's, deliberate. It's more of a matter of how you how you feel about like not ethics, but yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So, what what do you think gave you your like? What are your inspirations? Uh, no inspiration. Principles. Uh, no inspiration. No, just 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 completely original. Were you frust like Were you frustrated nope, from having never. a lot of gear a, at one point, gear, or were you? I no no i'm uh, absolutely no. minimal like it's my only synth uh, and i just realized that of course it's super cool to have i don't say like you should uh, leave yourself without the gear and uh, start making <laughs> but i realized that at yeah. the end it's a lot about oh, yeah. it's a lot about uh, not the gear the gear is just an, it's an instrument that's how it's called it's oh yeah it's a tool it's an instrument the gear is a tool so, uh, it's great to have your orchestra to know the orchestra, but uh, it can happen also with uh, if I know my my own samples that I recorded. So, so just uh, yeah. at the very end, it's the most important is the idea. Yeah, like some like a creativity. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. call it. So, I mean, not regarding myself. I'm saying, uh, the, uh, but in general, I think it's uh, is the leading leading main point in create in creation of art or music, especially is a certain idea and uh, you don't have to like another little principle yeah. is uh you know before i was not not like uh with when i started trying to make uh, electronic music first back then with reason four it was reason three four 2008 maybe 2007 eight uh, right. of course i was experimenting trying to imitate what i like or to get to this language, you know, language of this music, sound-wise. Uh, um, but mm -hmm. um, so I was not finishing tracks, or I was actually finishing tracks, but a lot of them also were not really finished. And uh, when I started to uh, work, use Ableton Live for production as a as a tool for recording uh, stuff, uh, the, I was also a lot using the clip view. You know, there's like two views. One is arrangement mm -hmm. view, one clip view. The clip yeah. view was I was ending up with yep, a lot of yep, loops, yep. but no composition, no composition. Yeah, yeah, that can be hard. I I know I, exactly what you're describing. It's I really never easy to be. View. Yeah, it's really easy to go in clip view the, and the end, not end up with the final of course, product. At the end, what we want is composition. What what interesting for me, I really like uh, the fact yeah. of compo composition. I really like making remixes, for example. Uh, not that I made a lot, but uh, mm -hmm. the few yeah. I made is a, for me. It's a good, it's an interesting challenge. Uh, being uh, having like a little principle there, which is um, I tend only to use the channels that are given to me of 
of the original track and right. I allow okay. myself only to change the beat part, like the, the drums. But all the rest, really? all oh, nice. the rest I prefer to use. The, a good method. Not prefer, I'm using Neto only the original. You want to keep the, yeah, keep no, the melody, this, no, harmony, not, not whatever necessarily keeping this and uh, the opposite to, to completely have it as a raw material and make absolutely different music with what I'm giving. Like you can, you don't believe how you can, with the same information, you can absolutely make completely different music. So this is very interesting for me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like position. It's interesting. Yeah. So did you remix I, any I, of I did, in uh, fact, for his uh, recent release on Diffuse Reality, yeah. the Spanish label. Um, um, I made a remix uh, for him recently. Well, it was in summer, I think. So it was a recently released, finally on vinyl. Yeah. Um, very good release, very unusual. Um, and what else? Yeah, recently were some remixes that I was asked to to do. It's always interesting, very challenging. Uh, if you keep certain, like I keep like this little idea, then then I follow this. Uh, is more interesting right. for me than being completely free and for interpretation and adding stuff of my own. Right. Definitely. So now some yeah, not sure. strictly music related questions, but what were some of the hard? Yeah, you, you cut out on your life. Can you hear me now? Okay. So uh, as far as it could, it could be music related or, you know, even like life related, what are some challenges that you've gone through uh, as far as music or life that you feel were uh, changed um, you a lot? As, as a person, many uh, immigration related uh, issues. Absolutely. My, because yeah. I was born in Russia and I was the, grew up there until I was 13. But th this one is totally not music related. Then we moved to Israel with my parents. And basically, all the family were stayed in Russia. So, especially the age of my right. immigration was a bit problematic. I would not recommend to immigrate at the age of 12, 13. It's the worst age. Is the worst age to do oh, because your man. personality started to form uh, more. Um, and you imagine yeah. Russia had uh, my hobbies, my interests, my, my close good friends. We just started, you know, this kind of teenage friendships with, right. uh, you know, so, uh, and I left everything, left everything. And I didn't, I think wow, I yeah. underestimated the outcome of this. Well, before I was pretty excited about it, uh, but it uh, yeah, made yeah. me, yeah, like it's, I didn't have like a proper childhood. It was like a cut in the, in the age of 12, 13. And then, so in the other hand, it made me right. become a grown up uh, in certain sense relatively early, uh, especially what regard is regarding uh, yeah. social contacts, language, uh, uh, language skills, or acquiring sure. the language and knowledge. Uh, you imagine you you arrive there, you don't understand anything. You sitting, you sit. Yeah, that would be really hard. So did you speak did you speak English before you not really well immigrated? And your just, family went with just, you or no, did just my other parents. family members stay we, behind? We moved to uh, 
to Israel wow. and um, yeah exactly so I had to learn Hebrew and then which is a relatively easy which it's uh, it sounds oh wow. it's not it's not as difficult oh, as okay. German for example or Greek or Italian yeah. but okay so was that like the hardest part no, of the move social, was the language barrier then uh, um social mental, mental aspect right. uh, of, well, in uh, what way well, it was probably uh, hard to make uh, friends. I think uh, at yeah. some point I didn't want to make friends out of uh, the idea that I realized that the people, let's say there were a lot of Russian speakers there, but I didn't uh, belong to the gang, so to say, in sense of, um, yeah, yeah. I just was neutral in a way. I kept, I was okay with everyone, and not a friend of everyone for certain uh, for certain, you know, the school age, which is very yeah. complicated, you know, but the good thing that I was not like beaten up or stuff like this, you know, I was, I was, uh, yeah, as, that is good. As I said, very okay with all the particular groups of uh, children of, of, of my schoolmates, but I was never, I didn't want to be closer with anybody because I decided that I'm not picking uh, friends by language pre preference for example or something or like other immigrants let's say other russian that makes sense i i prefer to keep to make friends by my circle of interests and and we didn't yeah, and i yeah. didn't have anyone with whom i could share my football soccer uh, hobby much like uh, or i was listening to beat to the beatles a lot then i don't know you know this age of 12 oh, 13 nice. so yeah so so you so you chose your circle of interest as how to invite people into your social circle but it was, it was lim very lim limited limited language wise if, first if, of all but also uh, also um also with the russians that i could uh, hang out with i didn't want to because i said these are not my i would not pick them as friends if i would be in russia yeah yeah so, so I decided to be very, so in one hand, oh, it's a yeah, lonely situation, but in the other hand, but then I made good friends in high school when I arrived. So between the age of 13 and 16, I didn't have really, let's put it close, good friend, friends. I was mostly on my own, which uh, right. is uh, not, not easy, not easy story, but. Yeah. No. So where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Five years is, uh, I realized that we are not good yeah. in catching time, uh, catching time. Uh, we're okay to understand time retrospectively, but to the future, we can't comprehend, you know? So it's very difficult. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think in general, it's a hard one. theory that everything, most of our, let's say, how to, how to use which word to use, neg negative would be a bit too generalizing. But let's say negative aspects or problematic aspects of our life, or let's say conflicts within our little routine, daily routine, such as um, fear, yeah. such as uh, I don't know, missing someone. All these feelings that make you make you confused yeah. or sad or uh, infect or stressed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, they're all. Uh, related to two things and these are time perception and self-perception in in time 
but it's very difficult to explain. We would need a couple of hours of uh, of conversations for that. But uh, so one, one point is that we <laughs> don't fair. see, we don't comprehend time. Uh, we only comprehend time retrospectively. Also, in a short, on a very short. Uh, that makes uh, sense. Because even when you, even when someone does reflect on time, it's subjective. Absolutely, I think we have absolutely different time perception. Everyone. And, uh, Sometimes I feel that my brain is too fast. My time yeah. perception is too fast. So everything is too slow. Or sometimes the opposite. I and know I what you mean. This, one, this element can influence, for example, depression or can influence your mood. There's a, a lot of, uh, or stress or the opposite, the happiness or, you know, anticipation of something, uh, something yeah. positive, how you, how you feel the time. So you asked me in five years, um, yeah. I don't know, man. hard to say. I'm, I'm more living day by day, you know, making music. <laughs> I just keep doing what I'm doing. Okay, so, so I guess another question then is what role does music play in your life? Uh, it keeps the same music creation or music like listening. Uh, listening. Um, well, nowadays, I must admit, I'm not listening that much to music. I'm listening a lot to, relatively, of course, I'm listening a lot to music, but it's not a listening as I had uh, more uh, analyzing and uh, getting new to know new stuff. Now I'm more listening to be up to date, more or less, what's happening. Of course, there are artists that I'm following, that I'm following, yeah. and of course, I'm... Um, so what role music is playing? Um, Look, it keeps the sanity. It keeps the it keeps the rhythm rhythm of uh, daily routine because it's. Uh, I just with the time, the more I get into the workflow, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm relatively in the genre of electro, or as I said, I'm uh, relatively a beginner. For me, it's all started more or less four years ago. As a in in the sense right. of production, before I was not doing music for let's say six years six and a half years like I had a break from music and yeah. before I was uh, experimenting with IDM stuff so for now is I realized that I not really I cannot really do without you know I, I just have to I, I have to do mm -hmm. it yeah of course I have breaks sometimes I don't work on uh, on music for some days but it's it's always there you know it's it's my it's myself not self uh, you're not a musician. I don't know, man. When I was uh, in the yeah. academy studying, when I was young, you know, 18, 19, 20, and uh, some some professor was saying, yeah, so there is this saying, uh, if you cannot, if you can not to play, so better don't play at all, like instrument. And it's very hard to say because I was, I was oh. like, back then I was 18, 19, I said, can I not play actually? Yes, of course I can. I'm like interested. I don't know, like I'm, you know, <laughs> doing silly stuff and... But but now the older I get, yeah, the deeper I go in the workflow, I realize it's my uh, it's my way to pronounce my um, uh, my my creative creative like output and my emotions for in certain music is to yeah. to to transmit uh, certain things that I cannot say with words. It's how you express, express myself, yourself uh, in this psycho abstract art, yeah. uh, which is music some stuff that I cannot say uh, with words to certain uh, people, for example, you know, that uh, Definitely. Um, 
you know, so I'm attached to or that mean something to me or so I'm rather getting inspired by these uh, situations rather than other music at the moment. Yeah. So if you could say anything to the whole world, what but would it the be? The whole world. Uh, uh, what would it be? This one I didn't think about. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you said man, you were I, prepared. I, I wasn't prepared uh, <laughs> to the whole world because it's a, it's a broad, broad saying should be. Uh, the first question is on... Everyone. Apex Twin, Square Pusher, uh, Forrest Johnson, maybe I, would say, maybe I would say thank you. <laughs> that would be a short one. But thank you, but no, no thank That's you. a good one. Yes, yeah, uh, I know what you I, mean. You know, I just, uh, it's a belong, it belongs again to this topic of, of imitating other There's... music or being influenced. Uh, so, to be honest, I don't like uh, most of the music I hear. Not because I'm, I think I'm great. Not, it's not, yeah. not self-related at all. But in general, yeah, I, I feel like that. I don't I really, I, 95% of what I hear, I don't like. But here comes the definition. It's a, it That's is right. about my taste. So this is not constructive. So this is not interesting. But I do appreciate a lot of music and I do analyze of mu a lot of yep. music and get influenced by a lot of music, which not, is not necessarily stuff that is what i'm doing or what i'm uh, so the so the, the idea is like to keep it i like to keep it my way like to find my own uh, own way you know that's what uh, yeah if i answered your question more or less <laughs> yeah that's it so i love the idea that our music i mean i think for me as a musician it's I, I want to hear the music that I don't hear. I'm, so I I'm make the music that I want to hear. Or like, like, what, like what you said, 95% of the music out there you it. don't enjoy listening to. And, and in a lot <laughs> of ways, I can agree with that. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things for me as I'm building my skills is I want to... I want to get find push past mediocrity in myself and find myself through music. But just, and, but just a second, work, I, I just must like ask you, you about you this day -day. Uh, mediocrity thing. Uh, the, because I have a mm -hmm. certain, uh, certain uh, point about that one. What do you mean by mediocrity? mediocrity? Okay. For me, I mean, I set I set a certain standard for the music that I want to make and that I want to listen to. So it's really a matter of after I'm done with my final product and it's 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 for myself, it's not for anyone else. Excellence for me is something that someone could see it as It should be first of all convincing else, for yourself, you know. But but I have yeah a little yeah, I, I, about this one. Yeah. So regarding, remember I said a few minutes ago that I was not finishing tracks and was uh, at a certain point. And one of the uh, reasons for that was this uh, kind of, in one sense, fear of mediocrity. 
and the, which led to mm-hmm. uh, trying to be uh, to idealize uh, not to idealize but to put like try to make it 100% of my everything to reach the 100% perfect yeah, the perfection like perfect and I realized like when I my last recent years of I realized this idea of perfectionism of, of 100% is a big enemy so one of the things that I say to people if mm-hmm. sometimes they ask me for a little advice or whatever not, not that I'm who I am to give advices but in general to my friends that uh, always say sure. just uh, this idea of perfection 100 percent just keep it keep it somewhere it's not it's not real just forget give a 70 percent of your 60 70 like i'm i'm really sticking to this philosophy 70 percent of my of myself to the track because what is track is what is track? i mean mm. at the end it's not tchaikovsky tchaikovsky prokofiev or let's be humble uh, it's a function of <laughs> yeah. music for people. Uh, let's say the not the let's say not the listening music I'm making, but the uh, functional party music, so to say. It is music for a club, right? Yeah, it's music for a dance floor. It's music for people on drugs. So sorry, for saying that, but no, it doesn't make them <laughs> bad people. It's just <laughs> you need to understand for what was the purpose. So yeah, to be perfectionist, you will never again finish a track because there is no hundred, no hundred. Because well, exactly. it, it can but always be better. I was saying uh, it's just one idea, you know, one vision. It's short, you know, four minutes, f- five minutes, six minutes of idea. Uh, it's not very conceptual in certain mm-hmm. sense. Like it, it is a tool. So these tunes that I'm making in certain way, they are digital. Yes. So I'm trying yeah. to stick to this philosophy of like 60, 70%, just one, two ideas, which I initially have and try to stick to them, not to forget them. That's why uh, I'm also I'm relatively uh, dedicate a short time uh, frame to creating a track. Okay, yeah. like you give yourself it a short automatically, time. but like all the tracks that you hear, uh, like my tracks again, it's not uh, about uh, that is a good thing, you know. It's it's maybe it's a bad thing or it's not a good or a bad thing, but they're all done within. It's my thing, yeah. And they're all thing. done, let's say, within ten or twelve hours max. That I, uh, so okay. I'm not saying that working fast is is a good, you know. I'm completely not. But for me, it's the way. It's my my way. Right, that's just what you my do. Way of, um, yeah. Of the yeah of create putting out the creation process uh, in a you know conceptually in certain like, constructive way workflow. So as far as you were talking about clubs, do you go out to not clubs much, often? To be honest, I'm absolutely not a party person. I no. don't like, although I... <laughs> yeah, no, you seem very introverted. Uh, you seem very introverted. <laughs> hey, I, I think, no, dude, I'm the same way. Like a lot of the things oh. you've said, I resonate with. We Ooh, actually had... Definitely. There's, there's a very big... Uh, we actually had a gearhead on our last podcast and it's almost like oh, yeah. you, were, you are a, like a stark opposite. <laughs> it's actually insane. How yeah, very different. different. How different. I think yeah, it's wow. super cool that there you know is musicians I mean? and everybody does his thing or her thing and the approaches are completely different, opposite. It's super, super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I have 
tons of equipment. Caden has a little bit. You've got like very minimal. And then our guests, yeah, like you've got like none. Some of our guests have an insane amount. I, I it is crazy the variety. It doesn't even yeah, matter. I'm, you know? I'm, um, it doesn't. As I said, I don't, I don't judge. It's uh, each personal stuff. To have a, a lot of gear yeah. is super cool. To have zero gear is possible as well. I'm telling you. So one thing like that. Exactly. I think it's, it's just, just as cool. Uh, whatever is yeah. the situation. What I like is just that either you with a lot of gear or with zero gear, you still have the passion to make, to create, to make music. Uh, and the, what what matters yeah. is the end result. Yeah. You know, I'm like, uh, regarding clubs or, for example, I'm oh, very, you asked me sure. about going to clubs. I'm uh, very much fascinated by DJing. Uh, by um, not myself. I'm not oh, DJing yeah. myself. I don't have pleasure in it. Like I tried, it's not something that I enjoy. You see, like it's a personal yeah, thing. Who, sure. But I really like to watch, uh, to go to see good DJs. It's it's and, cool. Uh, it's an art. What form, is for sure. fascinating for me because it's the closest uh, within the electronic music uh, big genre to improvisation, in fact, to the element of improvisation because electronic mm, yeah. music and improvisation not much. You know, some, some, yeah, there is some elements of, you know, life sets. Because you don't, you don't even know if it's how it's done, yeah. which is a beauty about electronic music in certain ways. Yeah, way, exactly. I'm not, it's not interesting for me. In fact, it's not very interesting for me how it's done. I'm, I care for the, if music catches me or, or not. If, you right. know, if music happens or doesn't happen. But DJing is very fascinating, yeah. especially to see the flow, how, because it's a lot, maybe some DJs, of course, prepare the beginning of the set or the first hour, or, but there's a lot of improvisation. So it was um, uh, always uh, interesting for me, but I'm not a party person uh, at all. Right, you, yeah. How do you, or if, or if you do at all, integrate improvisation or ideas of, because I know you said you were influenced by jazz. How is jazz or improvisation in the absolute your process in the abs total, or your music uh, opposite way i avoid i avoid all, okay. all the elements of it in my it's completely uh, pre-composed my music uh, it made made it made before and then you, ah, you mean the life set. everything goes my life set or yeah or no, 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 not live set, but I mean, rather your No, your no, tracks, my tracks are not pre-composed. Pre they, com they are composed just uh, okay. from zero to, to the whole track. Uh, but I mean, uh, where, where, where there is improvisation, of course, I'm a little bit with the synth, certain bass lines, or I'm a little bit improvising, trying to see. Um, but there is no, in the track itself, of course, I choose the, the right take, in my opinion, for example. And uh, I try to, uh, yeah. so there is not, there is no improvisation. There. There sometimes a little mistake can happen. Okay. And then it, I say, okay, but mistake, it, actually, this was cool. <laughs> like I didn't mean to drop some sound somewhere. And then it was like chopped out some little piece and it all of a sudden changes, right. all of a sudden changes the whole track. But indeed, there is not improvisation. There is, I avoid the elements like pads, for example. I don't like to use if you hear, especially okay. in the functional music. Of course, in the IDM, this listening stuff. Of course, I use sometimes pads, but I like to create uh, the 
to have minimum of information and to have it rather rhythmical information um, rather than harmonic melodic information. Yeah. There's certainly I, a balance between complex rhythms and complex harmony. If you have both, exactly, man. too much I absolutely agree. It's, uh, and we want to, it should be tasty product. Okay, in order the product to be tasty, you need to not put too much sugar, you know, not too much salt. So if it's a dessert, if you will feed yeah. someone whole every day with the same super tasty cake, it will be disgusting. Huh? So you, <laughs> you need to give as, as little, like, uh, not as, as little, as less as possible, but you should feed, feed the listener relatively gradually with information. Uh, Tastefully. Tastefully. And, uh, this Tastefully. is a trick. Uh, yeah. This is like a thing to everyone should realize how he does it in his music, her music. But I think um, indeed the uh, so I avoid pads too much, like in the functional music. Yeah, melodies. For this, I have another project where I do uh, play melodies. I do play my my by myself everything, of course, uh, and uh, it's totally different aesthetics. Yeah, yeah. So we have about 10 minutes left, five to 10 minutes here of the podcast. That thank came, you. Thank that came pretty fast. So, um, yeah, this has been great. Um, so something I wanted to ask you, these are just kind of some uh, like lists. So if you had to name your top 10 favorite tracks or top five oh. favorite tracks, what would they be? Oh, of your own music or other that would uh, not necessarily be electronic music tracks no? uh, that could be anything uh, I also like songs and stuff. <laughs> I don't know man hard to say it uh, also changes with the time For, um... yeah I know what you mean Currently, how about currently? Um, there would be featuring yeah. definitely maybe one or two. I'm I have a very more intimate, um, this sentimental relationship with my listening electronica stuff. In a sense, I'm kind of more um, feel more um, a bit more sensitive or uh, intimate. For me, it's more intimate process of creating this because it's more emo much more emotional. And, uh, so there are the, right. definitely one of my track that. For example, one or two that I can point out that I'm very satisfied with the creation. Um, there would be I can only name the artists with uh, within the very difficult question. Five, five. Okay, how about top top okay. five favorite artists? So this artists. would be a bit easier, and the influences uh, in the genre. Uh, I have a lot of respect to uh to certain artists that also luckily now became my friends also uh, but i have a lot of respect to artists that are unique in their uh, production and it doesn't necessarily mean that i'm a it's, it's totally my taste of music you know? but uh still i have a lot of respect right, to Umwelt yeah. because you immediately can hear that it's umwelt whether you okay. like it or not you know i have a lot of respect to custom flume for his music mm -hmm. As I mentioned, to Electrolab. Um, oh, yeah. I have a lot of respect to some British hip-hop artists like Lee Scott, Jeff Baxter. 
Uh, I like, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, Nick Drake as a singer-songwriter. Uh, Radiohead, as I mentioned, Tom York, Johnny Greenwood. Uh, oh yes, influenced me a lot. Um, of course, uh, of course, FX Twin influenced me and Square Push and all these old uh, figures of uh, electronica, which introduced me to this music. Yeah. Uh, of course, jazz, Keith Jarrett, Brad Meldo, um, but the Bad Plus uh, is a little jazz band, like trio, trio that are playing very. But this would be the okay. few that I can come come up with like now, super fast. But uh, it's difficult. Those are some good choices. Yeah. It, that is a hard question, and I I think we kind of touched on this. This might be unless Caden has another question to ask. Probably I, I have the one. final. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. What is something you believe that other people think is insane? What is something I believe that uh, uh, other people think is insane? Uh, uh, shit, I need to translate this question to Russian just a second. <laughs> no, just to fit. No, you're good. Here, I can put uh, Google Translate up here. Oh. <laughs> uh, also, you you give, gave me two difficult ones huh? because uh, I I'm not a difficult in a different way. Thing that other things that insane. I don't think that people uh, uh, relate to any of my ideas as as insane ideas. Uh, uh, so uh, I would keep it for the next time to my reply because we have really, really little time. I would think about it and I will, I will let you know. <laughs> but I... Okay. 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 That okay, confirms so... us for another... For, yeah, yeah after we'll have to release. do another episode. After your next yeah. release. So uh, final question then. This is for everyone that sat through an hour of us talking. So they clearly care. To those people, what advice do um... you have? My advice is try to let time. A musical advice, yeah. I mean, uh, not not about general life. Anything, uh, life advice, music life advice. It's uh, very personal, so I would not uh, um, dare to give uh, life advices. You know, but musical. <laughs> Uh, advice would be something that I already said is uh, just do if you do music or you create just create something that you want to see yourself first for your for yourself yeah not That's to convince anybody not to copy anybody not to be unique on purpose it doesn't work as well but keep the workflow because I believe that yeah. uh, doing stuff first of all for your own standards what you want to hear yourself and um, keeping uh, the workflow constant working is very important just not to not to give up just continue and continue yeah. and continue it, it will pay it will pay off some, at some point in, in certain way in certain yeah well very very great advice and thank you again Cheers, for doing man. an episode. Thank you very much this for your been... invitation. It was a pleasure. Definitely Sorry if I talked too much. Maybe you had more questions to ask me. It was like... No, no. This we, was can great. Do, we can do another episode for sure. Well, yeah, we'll make sure we get another episode in. This is cool.
Well, this was uh, episode 14 of the KT Music Podcast with Serge. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much, guys, for having me, and I hope to we stay in touch.